You're now listening to a Real Media Network production. Hey everyone, it's your Real Drinks host, Dennis, and here is the list of everyone I know I can beat up in a fight. Number one, Toby McGuire. Alright, this was stupid. Play the theme. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Drinks, Movie News, Reviews, and Booze. I'm your real host, Dennis, and today with me, I have, everyone, round of applause, we got Real Girl Montana here. Yay! Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, not bad. How are you? Just hanging out at home with my boyfriend. Cool. So good. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. How um, are you? I am great. Thanks for asking. Not many people ask how I am on the show, so it's always heartwarming when someone Good. asks how I'm doing. The real boys are getting there, but they don't ask frequent enough. Um, so uh, let's start this off. Uh, what is it like being in a relationship with someone who does a podcast on a weekly basis? Well, I'm fine with it. I support him, but our dog, on the other hand gets real moody every time you leave the house. So I have to pick up those pieces. So it gets taxing every after You a say while. you're fine, but you and the dog have the same look every time I head out to go. To <laughs> Sorry go for loving you. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop. <laughs> um, what, so, yeah, so this podcast you, you're familiar with is a very comic book related for the most part. Um, I'm drug you too many drug you dragged you too he has never drugged me <laughs> uh to uh many of the moves of the comic book variety uh-huh um what is the worst one i ever brought you to the worst that you think you're just having a miserable miserable time um just like comic book related you know what any movie i've i feel like since you've met me you've been to the movies more frequently mm-hmm. what movie The silence is deafening. <laughs> There's so many options. I'd say pretty much any horror movie, because that's just not my favorite genre. Such as? Um, I don't know. None of them are like bad movies, though. But you just had a bad experience. Yeah. None of, none of the movies are? Every movie I brought you to? Because I've seen you look at your wallet or your phone a couple times, but... Yeah, what, um, which one did I do that? I did that one recently. You did it for Across the Spider-Verse. You wanted to know what channel oh, it was like yeah, halfway yeah, yeah. through. Because you just can't get into I just can't. Into those movies. But like, that's not a bad movie, though. Just because like, I didn't care for it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Then what's the worst movie I brought you to? What's, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? In general, now. I don't know. In gen- I don't know. Just in general. You're watching it, you're like, this is not good. Now you see me too. Very terrible. What did you think of the first one? It was good. First one was good. Second one, terrible. We stopped it, like, not even halfway through, because we just couldn't. Well, they didn't bring back uh, Isla Fisher. That's why. Yeah, that's why it was bad. She holds that whole franchise together. And you you have to name it now. You don't. If the first one's now you see me, you don't name the sequel now you see me too. Huh? You say now you don't. That is a good point. That is definitely why the movie failed. It's it's what happens when we don't go to real drinks for marketing expertise. Yeah, fucking especially for a movie that came out before podcasts. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, what what's the best movie you've ever ever seen? Okay, well, my favorites mm-hmm. are Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. Which is, obviously, since they're my favorite, I think they're the best ones. Gotcha. Is that, like, so if that's the best, then what would be the first movie you've ever seen? What was the first movie you ever remember seeing in theaters? Titanic. 
Dynamic? Yeah. Who'd you see it with? My mom. I want to say my sister was there too. Can't confirm because I was like five. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Five year old watching some dude draw a naked lady. Yeah, it was very interesting. Gotcha. gotcha. And then, you know, watching a whole ton of people drown. Yeah, well, they had it coming. Because they got on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just that particular, that one particular boat. Okay. Yeah. Oh, smug SLBs. Definitely SOBs are around then. SOBs, son of bitches. Oh, <laughs> not the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Carry it on. Um, who? Okay, so let's just get some of the basics done. Let's just, as we learn more about real girl Montana, uh, favorite actor. Right at this current moment. Yeah. Well, I would say Benedict Cumberbatch. Is he also the sexiest actor? No. Well, that who's the sexiest actor? In my personal opinion, Captain America, Mr. Chris Evans. Gotcha. Who's the most cuddly looking actor? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? He's so cuddly looking. Yeah, he'd be like a gray color. He'd be like be the prestigious, most pristine. Yeah, Cutler like, hey, of Hollywood. Him or like Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, he's cousin. Yeah, he's like tall. He's got that body. I feel like you would just like fit right in there if you wanted like a really good hug. I would just like melt all over some butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how heartwarming he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. We learned some. Anything else you want to talk about about your opinions on movies? Anything you just want to mention? Any hot takes of any movie right here, right now? Any hot takes? Yeah. Well, Dennis isn't going to like this one, but not a Star Wars fan. I think it's overhyped. You don't listen to the show much. We, we, there's other people that are part of the show that think Star Wars is overrated. So. Yeah, like I know you enjoy it. Uh-huh. That's fine. Yeah. Carry it on. I don't know. You don't like it when I... Say it sucks. Yep. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today we got planned uh, movie news, uh, reviews, um, like the Faux Fest. That's mm-hmm. uh, something that you've witnessed me do many eight times. And then the weekly what else, which is just anything else we want to review, anything we want to talk about. And, uh, yeah, but before we get to the news or the reviews, we partake into some booze. And right now, it is fall, so we're keeping the tradition going of uh, ciders. Last week we started. This is week number two. And this week we have Sterling's Twisted Apple. Uh, little story on the bottle. We got third and fourth generation apple growers proudly producing MB ciders from the ground up. Sterling's have been growing apples for over 100 years by carrying on the family tradition. We take as much pride in growing our apples as we do in creating fresh, crisp fruit flavors in our ciders made with 100% NB apples. Apples are no longer just for eating. Why not drink your apple a day? It's a lot of dedication to some apples. 100 years? Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, family members, like, there's, like, that odd one who's, like, didn't want to be part of the apple business? Oh, there always is. He's like, this is just not... And he's like, it's oh, just me. be an accountant. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. We don't do taxes in this family. Mm-hmm. We we grow apples. Now, hand me that Granny Smith. Yeah. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. To the first ever Den Den and Tan Tan show. Yep, that is apple juice. Thoughts, comments, concerns? I like it, mostly because it tastes more like apple juice than it does cider. Because I don't think I'm a big cider person. Well, well, it's good that the first one you tried was a good one. So we'll sip on these as we talk about the news of the week. Um, any absurd hot takes on any of the news is welcomed. Or are you going to sit there and 
watch nod. me talk about the news. Nod like they're watching me. Yeah. So, first of all, obviously the biggest thing of this past week is that the writer strike is now over. Woo! After 148 days, uh, the WGA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers have settled on an agreement. And safe to say, the writers are satisfied. Good, they should be. Um, do uh, basically the total value of the deal is worth two hundred and thirty-three million dollars towards the WGA. That that is uh more than the, what the last uh, AMPTP offered, which was eighty-six million. But let's just talk about. I got this article here from the LA Times. Just kind of sums up the four biggest. Uh, things, mm-hmm. little notes, things of note for the uh, the deal. Uh, the first one is the streaming bonus slash data. Uh, the contract establishes a system of providing bonus bonuses to writers based on viewership on streaming service. Excuse me. Uh, writers already receive residuals from shows made for streaming service. But the WGA wanted to establish a system that reward scribes if the work draw, drew huge viewership. So basically, the more popular the show, the bigger the paycheck. Um, one thing is that the uh, they also have to uh, the streaming services have to share with the union or the WG, WGA uh, the streaming numbers. They don't have to show it to the public, but they do have to share it with WGA. Mm-hmm. They, tra- they have to be more transparent on viewership numbers. Uh, minimum staffing. Uh, the contract sets minimum staffing requirements for TV writer rooms, depending on the length of the season. For a series up to six episodes, three writers must be hired. For example, for thirteen for shows of thirteen or more episodes per season, minimum staffing is six writers, including three writer producers. The minimum employment of writers per episode applies to greenlighted shows, unless a single writer is employed to write all episodes of a season. So they can't just hire a bunch of people, fire them, and only pay one of them, basically. That's what they were doing before any of that. Yeah. Uh, Big thing was the artificial intelligence. Uh, The WGA contract includes language that regulates the studio's use of AI, but also provides flexibility to the guild guild members. Companies must disclose to to writers if any material given to a writer has been generated by AI or incorporates AI-generated material. And and basically, uh, it's not here, but I also read that like anything produced by AI is not so a source material. And oh, there's the fourth one. I scrolled half of the first one. I was like, that's only three. This article said four. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, higher pay. The three-year film and TV contract raise, raises basic wages by 5% in the first year, followed by 4% in year two, and 3.5 in year three. Select residuals based so to getting to more money. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the writers. Hopefully with this, uh, the actors and the SAG after, after and all that can uh, get the ball rolling on their uh Negotiations. Yeah. As I said, they have some of the concerns, same concerns as the writers did. Any hot takes, absurds? Do you just feel like the writers don't deserve anything? No. They're just like, ah, go back to the sewers, you writers. To play a little bit of devil's advocate. Ooh, we got devil's advocate here. Devil's advocate. I feel, tell me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. But when, like, the writers do sign on to a show... And, like, let's say they sign a contract for, like, 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Like, they already signed the contract to be paid 10 grand for, like, what they've done. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would kind of be, like, going against the contract in a way. Not saying that is right. But, like, to, like, ask for more money because the show's doing good. Like, for a writer to ask for more money because, like, hey, show's doing good. Like, I helped So, you're company. saying like, that the I contract help. is a... They're, they're like, like they're yeah, like I agree. Paid you give, what they we'll give you ten thousand dollars. Yeah. But then, like a year from now, like, the yeah. show's out. The show's a massive hit. They can't ask for more money. The whole thing's residuals, you know. Yeah, but like. Is residuals in the contract? 
So say for the sake, no. Then that's just an awful contract yeah, for a writing no, of the song. Sure. But like, yeah, because they just don't feel confident in the pilot. They're like, this premise is crap. So like, sure, I'll sign on for X amount of money. And then like, you know, they go back like, hey, show did well. I wrote the pilot. I should get more money. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the residual part is trying to fix. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but just like, you know. But you're not saying it's wrong either. Just playing support, devil's advocate. Supporting the studios. Oh, no. Rich people should just donate all their money. Not like all of it, but... But then they wouldn't be rich if they donated all their money. Yeah, but like, who really needs a trillion dollars? Bob Iger. For what? Uh, he's missing the last of the 14 million yachts in the world. He needs at least 35 million more. So, uh, when I see, like, when I see a yacht, I'm like, yeah. What are you going to do with all of these yachts? Is he going to, like, donate to them to poor people? No, they're just going to sit there. Then just no one can touch them. Have, like, a yacht graveyard. Maybe put some decorations on around Christmas. A little light. Shame. Put a little, put a little red... I'd lay it on one of them. I'd That'd just tie them all together and like yacht hop. You're jumping over all the yachts? No, you tie them together and uh -huh. then you just like go from yacht to yacht every single day. That's what I would do with all the yachts in the world, you know? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Moving on to more news though. Unless you have any more takes no. on the writer's strike. No. No? Um, do a sequel to Prey is apparently in the production for Hulu. Prey is the uh, prequel to The Predator. Mm -hmm. um, good movie. Deserves more. Deserves a sequel. Let them have it, I say. Hot take? No hot take. No, you enjoyed that movie, so they should get a sequel. There we go. Apparently Marvel is meeting with writers to start working on the X-Men reboot. That was quick. Well, I guess after 100 and some days, they want to start working on things. Well, these could have been things that were in, that were in the works, and then the strike happened. Oh no, for sure. So there we go. Hot takes. No. Nothing. No hot no takes for the X Men reboot. Nothing. Who do you want to play as Cyclops? You had James Marsden. You had Ty Sheridan. Who is who is next one on the line? Mel Gibson, Jerry Seinfeld. No, I feel like they're too old. Um, the, let's go with, um, Bustelan Scarisgard. No. No, not even Stellan. Guy's got range. No. I was like, I was thinking, like, they'd probably just ask Harry Styles, because people just ask him to do everything. But he's already in the MCU, so... I know. We gotta pick someone else. Put you on the spot. Um... Army Hammer? <laughs> no, but if there's a cannibal role, that'd be perfect for him. Zach Braff? Michelle Monaghan? No, but Zach Braff intrigues me. For what? For Cyclops, and just, like, in general. He <laughs> seems like a hilarious person. <laughs> Um, we got what we got here. We got uh, so they're they're remaking Bambi. I don't know if you're aware. Given the old live action in quotations. Okay. Uh, thing. Um, in an interview, uh, who's the director here? Sarah Polly is joined as director. Uh, basically. They, this rendition is apparently going to tone down the tragedy of Bambi's mother. What that means, I don't know. But. I'm going to say, like, you know, she died of natural causes instead of a hunter. I think she falls into one of those traps from Saw. It just gets ripped from limb to limb. She couldn't get out in time. Hammer went off. The trap went up. She exploded. Kaboom. Yep, that's, I mean, that's exactly probably... the way they want to go. Bambi meets Saw is the franchise we need. Oh, 
I disagree. Oh, no one ever agrees to that. All right, moving on up. Uh, Wonder Woman 3, there was some back and forth months ago whether the movie was happening. It's officially not happening, uh, but some silly little plot leaks came out, and all of the plot leak is is that the other DC characters were going to show up, including Ben Affleck's Batman. Ah, this was all like multiversal thing again. No, because this would be set in the original timeline. So, it would have been set, but then uh, it could have been also, I don't know, because they have no idea what they're doing with their Batman during this whole blurry period of uh, DC multiverses, so. Yeah, there's that news. I don't need a hot take for that one. Um, But speaking of DC and DC's future, James Gunn was out and about talking to people on the internet. We had questions with them. And he said going forward, uh, so the the first project under his banner is Creature Commandos, an animated project. Mm -hmm. And then the next, the first movie is Superman uh, Legacy. Tunnel 2025. He said anything before the releases of that is not canon to his universe, but also confirmed that three people are coming back to play roles that they've already played in. Who are the three people? Uh, it is John Cena's Peacemaker. Okay. Uh, I support that. Viola Davis's Amanda uh, Waller. Yeah. And I'm going to butcher his name. I am sorry. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> I don't even uh, don't even want to even do it. But it's the gentleman who played Blue Beetle. I couldn't even tell you his name. Me neither. That's my point. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it, so I apologize in advance. Uh, moving on, we got uh. So there was going back to Marvel. I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, Wakanda, which would have been, which was the planned spinoff series. At one point, it was going to be directed by Ryan Coogler, who did both Black Panther movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors that it's still in the works, but it's transitioning from live action to an animated series. Who knows? We'll see if it happens. I I was thinking that they used part of what his initial plot was in Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. So. Would they have the same characters come by? There. If it's set in the same universe, you have to assume. Yeah. But then again, what if also changed actors for certain roles? Robert Downey Jr. did not voice Iron Man and what if? No. Uh, Tom Holland didn't come back for Spider-Man, but Paul Rudd did for Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So, um, Star Trek Four apparently still happening. Ever since it's been a rocky road for the fourth one to start. Hasn't been a movie since Star Trek Beyond. There was the initial reports were that this was going to star Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. But then it kind of was dead in the water. But hey, uh, while promoting their next movie or next series on Paramount, uh, Lindsay Anderson Beer, who is uh, directing the Pet Cemetery Bloodlines project for Paramount, was also working on Star Trek IV, and she's saying it's still on track. So if people out there are Star Trek fans. Cool. Still a happen. Hot take? I'm just throwing the other two Chris's. We haven't had a movie with all four of them. You have to call it Christmas. Exactly. You're on to something. I support this idea. So, but then like, but you like you say it like, uh, it's Christmas, <laughs> but it's Chris Space M A S. Isn't that like Spanish? Like more? Yeah. So you got more Chris's. <sighs> Chris, nice. Uh-huh. So, what other Chris's could you bring in? So you got uh, Chris Evans, Hemsworth, uh, Pine and Pratt. Pratt, get the Marvel ones, right? And you're, you're pulling, and then they all wake up and they find Pine is missing. <laughs> and he went to go live with the trees because he's a pine tree. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, carry on. Um, uh, and then you just throw in so you, and then the villain, Christopher Mintz plots, plots, super bad, McLovin. Yeah. Or Christoph Waltz. 
don't know who that is. Or Christopher Walken? Yeah, hey, see? More Chris's, More for all we're saying. Yeah. Uh, we got our last bit of comic book news. Uh, Todd McFarlane. Uh, he is the creator of the Spawn character. Character Spawn. I got a picture of Spawn right here. This guy. Sure. Um, he's been working on a movie. Uh, determined to direct his own movie. He's never directed a thing before. Um, for a while. It's, it was dead in the water for a bit because his report are coming out that basically he was asking for money but didn't want anyone's input on the project if they were giving him money. Ah. Uh, some big names were attached to the project. At first, uh, Jamie Foxx was casted as Spawn and Jeremy Renner was also casted in the movie in a role. This was years ago. Uh-huh. Um, he, this update here is that he's, Tom McFarlane still insists the movie's happening and that he's seen 80 pages of the script. Good for him. Yep. Kudos to you, Todd McFarlane. Keep it up. Um, Ocean Gate movies in the works. Um, it's been a. Everyone saw that coming when the submarine went down and did not come back up. They're like, yeah, Hollywood will make a movie of this. Wow. Yeah, they make a movie out of everything. So, there we go. And the last bit of news here is I just have that Saw 10 sets a franchise best for reviews and is. Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Every every entry before this, including Spiral, which was the Chris Rock-led project, was has always been deemed rotten, as they would say on that infamous website. But this one's sitting at an 80... This is 84, but last time I checked it was at 86%. Whoa. So, took them 10 tries, but they got a good one. So, kudos to you. <laughs> Saw a franchise. You did it. You took 10 tries. But hey... Tobin Bell nailed it. Plays like the villain in all the Saw movies, basically, even though he died in the third one. And he's been in every single one since. Hear me out. He died in the third <laughs> one, and every movie takes place after the yeah. third one. Yeah, he's basically still in each one due to flashbacks and him having secret apprentices, apparently. So he has nine secret apprentices. Well, no, the first apprentice, she, because his first apprentice is actually the one that died, and also died in the third one. She was the only survivor. So in the first one, they talk about how this woman was like the first survivor of a jigsaw trap. Mm-hmm. She ends up being an apprentice. Still. And then there's a cop who's in a bunch of them, and you find out he was an apprentice the entire time, or in just in one movie, you find out he's the apprentice, but he just never wasn't getting caught. And then I think in the last one, you find out. The infamous guy who got like, cut off his foot that you know the movie's famous for is the guy that took a little saw and cut off your foot. Yes, I heard about right? that. Right? Played by Carrie Always. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I learned that's not how you pronounce his name. I threw in syllables for how Carrie How do you Elway. pronounce it? It's, no, sorry. I was, getting, I, I was getting rid of syllables when I was first... I was saying like Carrie Ewells or something like that. Ah. It's Carrie Always. I, was th- I, was t- I took out syllables for no reason. <laughs> And just try to give him a new last name. It's a very complicated name. Not really. It's only two syllables. That's true, by the way. I want. I wanted the complicated. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you find out he was like the and saw the last chapter, which is the last chapter. But it's been two more chapters after that. Yeah, movie titles don't make sense anymore. Um, he was also an apprentice or helping out Jigsaw. I don't know. It's all very convoluted. I love them all, though. They're all stupid, but fun. And then you had, after the last chapter, you had Spiral from the Book of Saw, mm-hmm. which was, Jigsaw's not in that one, but his picture is. It's a little, little, little picture on the wall mm-hmm. of all Tobin Bell. But then you find out the one guy you don't see die was a secret killer the entire, entire time. Ooh. What a twist. Then you got Saw 10. What do you think? Oh, then sorry. There's there's also Jigsaw. After there's Saw Seven, Jigsaw, which is eight, Spiral, which is nine, and yes, it's Saw Ten. And then then Saw Ten takes place between Saw One and Two. So do you think Carrie's gonna come back? I think he'll be teased at one point. It'll be like a. Thanos event post credit scene. Mm. 
It'd be like, Tony will pick up the saw and be like, I know what I'm going to do with this bad boy. Maybe this will be one I see with you. And she shakes her head no. Audio podcast, they can't see you. <laughs> I know. They shake her head no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the news. Questions, comments, concerns? No, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff is happening. Excited stuff indeed. Yeah. How's, how's the uh, apple juice? Oh, good. I'm like more than halfway through. It's going down good. Not bad for 7%. Holy. Ooh, God, we're getting drunk. Yeah, we're getting hammered. Yeah. Fun night in Den Den Tan Tan house. It's the Den Den Tan Tan show. Welcome to the Den Den Tan Tan show. We're in our house. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the review segment of the show. Uh, we start off with uh, Defoe Fest. Yeah. Uh, Montana. Yeah. What is Defoe Fest? You watch all of the Defoe movies in order of how when they came out. You said that so swiftly. Yeah, I know what it is. I know what you do. Yeah, but but you know the whole. I try to get the whole spiel out of people. Because I'd say basically the same thing every time. <laughs> so, here at Road Drinks, we've taken it upon ourselves to watch the great filmography of the great actor, Willem Dafoe. And then we kind of banter on after that. Okay, so what is up this week for... So we started in 1980 with okay. Heaven's Gates. And we're getting to the nitty gritty. We're seeing, we see the finish line, the little ribbons there, just flailing in the wind. Yeah, but there's never going to be a finish line. From where we were and where we're at, we can see the finish line. Okay. Once we pass the finish line, we can survive the movies that come out after that. We can watch them as they come out. So, like, side note, have you talked about an actor you're going to do after the are Fest? probably going to take a break from doing something, being committed to something this crazy. <laughs> we'll do more thematic episodes, probably. Yeah. But might take a break from trying to watch an entire actor's filmography. Might be a smart, creative decision. Yes. Uh, this week, uh, we're in uh, 2022 uh, with The Northman. Yes. A Robert Eggers directed uh, project. Uh, he directed another movie that was on Defoe Fest with The Lighthouse with Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. which I said it was a real gem, really good, but I would probably never watch it again. No, so, the parts that I watched were weird. It was a weird movie. It was a good movie. But now we're on to the next one. I know he's done good things with The Witch and then The Lighthouse. And he's also doing another movie that's going to have Willem Dafoe in it in the future that I want to watch called Nosferatu. I think that's going to be great. Uh, this movie here, uh, you were kind of not watching it. I watched the whole thing. I have a review. So we go real gem, real meh, real mm-hmm. dud. I'm going to give this a real meh. Yeah. High, highly rated on the on the websites. A lot of people seem to love it. Just not my cup of tea. I don't know what it is. Outside of, like, Lord of the Rings, these, like, medieval fantasy movies, I seem to not be able to get with. Yeah. A lot of them, I think, like, try too hard and not in the right way. I don't know what it is. I just can't get into the whole aesthetic of the whole situation. And then, uh, so, and I think about the movie really all day today, like, why I didn't really, like, get into it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. We're not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying it's a movie not for me. I think a lot of people out there would like it. It's it's also like a, I don't know, it's grim. It's, you know, it's, there's some dark material in this. Plot-wise, pretty simple plot, really. It's a revenge story. You got a uh, child, father's king, he's the king. King gets murdered. Bam, child runs away. Child's now an adult. He's like, oh, yeah, right, I got to get revenge for this guy who killed my father and kidnapped my mommy. Yeah. So he's all like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. So he goes and do that. So we got stacked cast, by the way. We got Alex Skarsgård. I was just about to say. We got Alex Skarsgård. You got Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Ethan Hawke. You got the guy who played Dracula in that Dracula, Dracula Netflix series that had that one good episode. Yeah. And then we, I didn't watch the rest of it because then I heard the rest of it was awful. Mm-hmm. But he is the bad guy. And that, and then you got Annie Taylor Joy, who's in a lot of good things. She is Princess Peach. Yeah, and in a bunch of other things, like the menu. Bunch of other things. This is one thing. 
<laughs> I was also gonna say another movie, but I don't think she's actually in that. I think it's somebody else. So, um, yeah, yeah, Alex Skarsgård, he's your hero, your uh, protagonist. I believe that's the good guys in projects, right? Yes. And your antagonist is your villains. Correct. The anti-hero, Correct. anti of the hero. That is right. Or pro-hero, anti, anti-antagonist. Um, yeah, so pretty simple plot. Uh, you got a lot of grim stuff in between. Uh, you got, yeah, Willem Dafoe, he's like a, he's very short row, role in this movie. He's a jester, but also he's part of this ritual. He's like friends of the king. And they do this, like, uh, basically, yeah, I might just jump right in the spoiler territory because I'll probably be all over the place with the plot. Um... Yeah, so the king, played by Ethan Hawke, he is, he's back from some sort of war or battle or some grand adventure or whatever. Um, he's hurt, so he's like, hey, I gotta do this like ritual things because like, my kid's gonna be, it's time to get ready for him to be the new king because, yeah, I'm gonna like die in battle one day. Yeah. So him, the kid, and Willem Dafoe, they all get together. They're all like barking at each other because they're all like wolves or whatever. Quite the weird scene. We jump to the next scene, and basically, and then like Ethan Hawke is just straight up beheaded. Ooh. Uh, Bam and his brother is the beheader. Twist. And then his brother is the one that like raids the whole village, kidnaps the queen, and little little, little Alex Fritz runs away. That's not his name in the movie. I forget his name in the movie, but uh, <laughs> somebody had the time jump. Uh, Alex Skarsgård. He, I think his name's like Almuth. Anywho, uh, he's now part of like this like um, Viking. Uh, they're they're pillaging places. They're burning down villages. Um, grim, grim scene of like them like all chucking a bunch of kids in a house and just lighting the house on fire. And uh, anywho, when he's t- after like a day of like you know killing people, he has like a vision or whatever saying like, "Hey, don't forget your destiny is like to be king. You have to go kill your uncle." Yeah. They're like, they're like Simba, go take down Scar. Makes sense. It's right? tale as to oldest time. So he does that, meets Annie Taylor Joy, and he has this huge plan. And there's like some really good stuff in that. There's a whole like fight scene with like this like undead king guy because he has to like get this certain sword. Um, Willem Dafoe is now dead at this point as well. He gets back to like his hometown. He goes see Willem Dafoe, but there's another guy. He's like, oh hey, you're looking for this guy? Lifts up a towel and it's Willem Dafoe's head. It was like this been like decaying. Yeah. And then there's like another like vision thing. And uh so that all happens, blah 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 blah. Uh your big plot twist of the whole thing, which is like, ah, oh, that's not too shabby of a twist, is that he goes to save his mom. You find out when the uncle actually went to his mom and was like, Hey, I'm gonna kill your husband. She's like, Cool, can you kill his our kid too? Because she was like, I didn't love your father. I'm a, you're a baby of, you know, rape. Damn. I never wanted you, type of deal. And I never, so, and she's like, I always loved your uncle, or your uncle always treated me better than your father ever did, blah, 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 well, blah. Well, he killed so then, his uncle. Yeah, Alex Gersgard, Um Goes Yeah, so, was on a thinking all day of like why I didn't like this movie. Well, and and then kills his mom, kills you know, the world of the like, kid she had with his uncle. Oh, he's like damn. Everyone's all so disgusting so forth. Movies, it's a you know, nice little like fight, this, or should in be. Front of a set. I yeah, thought Al Skarsgård way too good looking to be in this movie. Still not ah, for me. That's why I didn't like it. Uh, movie attractiveness took dying me out of the movie. Yeah. And like, I feel like Vikings all had the beards and like the braids he and everything. Had the beard, but I thought maybe it was too too clean of a beard. Maybe yeah. it was just too clean of a fella on a murderous rage. And just some, t- I don't know, because I know he's Skarsgård. I think they're Scandinavian. Um, there's just he's some, from Vikings. Just I don't know, some like with everyone else's like accents and the like, tone and all that. Sometimes like his like accent kind of like slipped out in some scenes, and I'm like it felt out of place. Type of deal. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Everyone else, everyone's fantastic in the movie, but I'm just being weird and saying the only reason why I couldn't get into it is that Alex Skarsgård. Too hot. Is too attractive to be a murderous rampaging Viking. So fair enough. According to Dennis, he's my favorite Skarsgård. 
Well, the other one's a murderous clown, so I get it. And I think I there's Ludwig. A Ludwig. 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 He is actually on the he's on the show Vikings. Um, this is the a, a deep dive in the Scarlet Scarlet territory, right? Mm-hmm. Ludwig Scarlet. Nope, uh, there's no guy named Ludwig Skarsgård. <laughs> they do have another another one. Skarsgård family. Let's just click on Alex and we'll see who's related to. There's Gustav Skarsgård, ah. who's actually in. He had a very small role in the Batman. He was the commissioner. Nope, I'm thinking of a totally different person. <laughs> Who am I thinking of those? Anywho, uh, Gustav, this is great content for everyone. Yeah. Um, Gustav Skarsgård. Da, 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 da. He was an Oppenheimer. So who was now? I gotta go see who's in the Batman because it's gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> great content building. Ah, uh, huh. Peter Sarsgaard uh, is in the Batman. Oh, so close. Not related to the Sarsgaard family. No. Ooh, he's got like a Paul Walker vibe. No, he no, not, not Paul Walker. That uh, other guy that's in Cam Jignet. He's in like the roommate. As a... yeah, he's like the first part had to be a word. What was that? <laughs> he looks like Cam Giganet. I, I can't. No idea what you've been talking about in the slightest. He's like the love interest in the roommate. You watched that with me. We watched that together. Maybe I watched that on my own. Anywho's, uh, sure, they all look the same. Yeah, Skarsgård family. Good looking people. Uh, moving on to the weekly what else. Uh, anything else we want to review? Anything we've talked We basically, everything I've watched this week, you were in that room anyway as I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, we'll just take up the list of what we could talk about. Bum, 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 Um, we watched 13 Going On 30. We did. Uh, give me, give me your thoughts on 13 Going On 30. Love it. I think it's a classic. It's, uh, you know. So it's a? I think it's a real gem. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Real gem. Ooh, real gem. Seemed like everyone was having fun on set. Yeah. This, I think, is the first rom-com we've watched that Dennis has actually fully enjoyed. I've enjoyed rom-coms. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is an amazing... Yeah, we haven't watched that together. Anyone that I've picked. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the beginning. What's the worst movie I've made you watch? Worst movie you've made me watch? Um... I don't even know if they know their names. <laughs> um... There's been some pleasant ones. Like last Christmas, there we watched a couple. Oh yeah, Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince Jr. Real gem right there. And like you introduced me to She's All That, and I thought that was a great movie. Yeah. So, um, worst one, um, that one there we just watched uh, not too long ago, like Gabrielle Union. That was I didn't like that one at all. She like meets a younger guy and. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I can't remember what that one was called either. The Missing No or anyways, uh, that I didn't like that. Um, I don't even think I really liked that one that much. Clearly, I can't remember the title. <laughs> um, there's yeah, I know there's been a few where I was like, this is just not good. Um, she's all that's probably like the best movie. Like, yeah. you got me to watch. And like, I'm a bit yeah, when that so cast long. was going by. Yeah, I was like every every other name. You're like this guy's in it. This guy's in it. Yeah, and this is like doing the hike of me watching Psych for the first time, mm-hmm. where they all show up basically on the show. Everyone that was part of the 
she's all that for the most part. Um, yeah, anything you want to talk about 13 going on 30? Got Jennifer Gardner. Uh, got Jennifer Gardner, Mark Ruffalo. They got second chance as a love story. Andy Sergis not being... I still think it's a little inconsiderate that she went back to, like, hey, like, I'm going to ruin your future marriage so you can be with me. Go back in time and be like... A little inconsiderate. Yeah, but, like, if... You know, if you were if you were in her shoes, wouldn't you do the same thing? If like Those it was her being... shoes, I would go to and watch her. I'm like I was getting married to some other guy. If I was in her shoes, I go back when I was 13, wait till I'm 18, buy a bunch of lottery tickets, remember the numbers that won, <laughs> remember who won every Super Bowl from when I was 13 to 30, bet all the ponies, be a bajillionaire. Okay, but we're just solely talking about the love story part of it. I'm a bunch of yachts that I can tie together and jump over or whatever Yeah, but that's said. not a love story. Yeah, but my recognition of 13 going on 30 has nothing to do with love. It's all about money. Okay, like, fair enough. But, like, yeah, if I was marrying some other guy, and not you, I would mm-hmm. hope that you would, like, go back in time to, like, win me back. But I'm only marrying you because apparently I'm awful the entire time, so I have to go back and... She just wanted to be popular. If that raised 13-year-old girls, like, fucking worse nightmares to be uncool. You were a 13-year-old girl. You don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched 13 going on 30. We also watched, um, well, we watched together. We watched Boston Strangler. Uh, one, two, three. I give that a real gem. Yeah, real gem. Uh, for those who basically like murder mysteries or, like, Zodiac, like it's Zodiac, but it's been Boston basically. Yeah. Uh, but based on a true story thing. Yeah, and uh, keep the plot thin on that one, um, just so people would be surprised. Yeah, it's just a classic. There's a serial killer going around, they can't figure out who it is, or they think it's a bunch of these people. They got to mm-hmm. narrow it down, and so that's one of that. So that's a real gem. Um, we watched the short film of the wonderful story of Henry Sugar on Netflix. Uh, real gem. As real well. gem, 100%. Um, just the whole way, the whole... If you like that, I, you basically like anything Wes Anderson has ever done. It's all like shot in this weird, awesome dialogue, dialogue way. I might have mostly thought it was because of Cumberbatch's acting, because he's phenomenal. But I feel like everyone kind of acts like that in all Wes Anderson's movies. So if you like one, I think you like them all. Maybe we'll give it we'll give it a try. Except I wasn't the biggest fan of the French Dispatch, but it's still apparently very good. Uh, yeah, really good. Just whole the whole storytelling of that movie. I really enjoyed it when mm-hmm. it was uh, Dev Patel's thing. He kept on saying like, because it was like him reciting a story. So he kept on saying like, I said and yeah. he said <laughs> and I said and stuff like that. And yeah. he kept on looking back at the camera every single time. Uh, the last thing we both watched. Uh, a pleasant surprise could be considered basically one of the better movies of the year. We both watched Gran Turismo. Um, yeah, I had went to that one. Say, so yeah, real gem. Mhm. Real gem. I went to that one like kind of with low expectations, and it just I don't know. It just caught me off guard about how good it was. Um, and just knowing how it's all based on a true story. And then you like Google it because you're like thinking like, well, if it's based on a true story, I wonder if they took like liberties or anything. You yeah. Google it and you find out like only very, very small details were changed. None of the major plot points were altered. Yeah. It's like something never, you know, me being in sports, you think that would just pop up a lot in the sports world. And, uh, and, uh, so yeah. Um, comments, concerns. No, thoughts, I liked it. I don't know if, thing about racing and this kind of gave me a good good like intro into the sport and like love all the actors that were in it they were all so good yeah everyone's great in this movie yeah. the guy that played Jan the main character yeah fantastic um, just everyone and it's just like I don't know, an incredible story really a great underdog story yeah for the but uh, don't want to spoil really anything. It's a no. newish movie, and we tend to try to not. Spo- I mean, even though I spoiled all the Northmen, but that's like um, 2022. It's fine. 
Uh, we've like avoided spoiling movies that came out like 10, 15 years ago. So <laughs> we tend to like spoil movies we didn't like and then not spoil movies we did like. Okay. So. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And I liked Orlando Bloom's character in that because like. The likable he, but also yeah. sketchy business guy. He played the character that you should hate, but yeah. you love him. So. Yeah. Right. And then David Harbour's fantastic in it. Jamon Hunzu, small role but great in it as well. Um, yeah, so that's like all the things we've watched together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched a couple things. Uh, one was early morning. You were still sleeping. I watched uh, No One Will Save You. Uh, it's brand new on Disney Plus or Hulu for the American audience. Um, and let me ask, real gem, real meh. Real I'm gonna give it a real gem. Um, it's very unique. Um, it's basically an alien invasion movie, and it's just like an interesting take on that, like how every now and then it's just an interesting take on an alien invasion, like Quiet Place, it was aliens, he couldn't make any sounds. This one he could, but, uh, well, I guess spoilers for this, um, there's very minimal communication in this movie, so it's just an interesting take, like artistic take on that and the and how the main character would fight against uh aliens mm-hmm. and the only other thing i have on here i'll give it a real gem as well as i watch frank and winnie oh yeah uh from tim burton never got around to watch that when it originally came out so i watched that and i liked it i give it a real gem i'd give it a real meh a uh, real meh here yes you were kind of watching it as i was watching but you've seen it before yeah something right um, anything you want to talk about that I didn't list? Anything that you've watched ever that you want to be like, hey, I want to talk about this movie and or TV show right here, right now? Um, I'm thinking... She watches a lot of uh, reality TV. Uh, I do. The Desperate Housewives in New York or whatever they're called. <clears throat> I do. Dennis officially watched his like first episode of Southern Charm, which is a reality show that takes place in Charleston. You say that, but I only watched like five minutes of it. Still, that's more than Got I usually get. Got confused because they all look the exact same. They all look the same. And... I had to explain a lot. That shows... Trashy reality TV, which is... Great. Um, we just watched the first few episodes of Love is Blind that just dropped on Netflix. And, you know, like, mini spoilers. I don't know how they're going to finish the rest of the season because one of the engaged couples is already broken up and there's still, like, three or four more episodes to go. So I don't know how they're going to, you know... Have the rest of the show with only two couples. Get started. Planning to get married. Instead of the usual, like, four. So it's, you know, interesting to see who they're going to, like, force engagements on. From the other people who, like, met in the pods and just, you know. They didn't want to originally follow. Only time will tell. Whenever Netflix, what they like, really see some weird segments now, right? Yeah, we got like four episodes. Here's four last here. Here's week. Two there. Here's... We got three today, which you know, of course, I watched before work. Got up at eight a.m. Was finished by ten. It was great. And then, yeah, more episodes next week. I think. I don't know. That's about it. I haven't. Don't know what else I watched this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's all the reviews. I'm just going to ask you a random question then. Um, I don't, you might not even have an answer for it, but if you were to make a movie, this will be podcast, okay? Yeah. What would it be? What would it be? What if you just... Let's see if we can put together. Give me a little premise. Maybe we can put together a little movie synopsis. 
Would it be a rom-com? Would it be a horror? Would it be a thriller? What would it be? Into a rom-com. And what would... Okay, you do a rom-com. Now, what would make it different from every other rom-com that's out there? I mean, I would just make a Hallmark movie because those movies make money every year. Okay, but that means you just make... I'm just kidding. Same. I'm just kidding. So you pick rom-com. What makes... I know I'm putting you on your spot here, but... You're making a rom-com. How does your rom-com stand out in front of all the other rom-coms? Um, the I don't know. What would you do? Well, how would you make a rom-com stand out? What would make a guy want to like know line up like... in a theater to watch a rom-com? Well, step one, though, well, I guess there's all your rom-coms with them. You get Ryan Reynolds. That gets you guys in the seats. Mm-hmm. And you don't advertise it as a rom-com. You reverse Deadpool, because Deadpool came on Valentine's Day, the first one. So they there's actually advertisers for it, like, it being a Valentine's Day movie. Uh, to get the woman. Right? So you make it like look like an action movie. Uh, how do you make a rom-com stand out? I know there's been time-traveling ones, but I would do one where... And like there's been like time loop ones like Palm Springs and stuff like that. Uh, you do one where, I mean, because eventually it will get emotional. You do one where girl guy doesn't matter who they're in a relationship, and they whoever if it's the guy he knows she dies exactly when. Okay. And you, you base your movie about that. You can't change any of it. He's not allowed to change any of it, cause it, and just no matter, or if he tries to, no matter what he does, she dies at said exact, exact point. I feel like I've already seen this movie though. Probably, I haven't seen many too many, but that would be what I would do. You get the the laughter from basically, you can even start from before they're in the relationship all the way going, and bam, at some point you find out he's like, yeah, like I knew exactly when you're gonna die blah 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 so like what's the comedy aspect of this uh, this get, just sounds sad yep bell hater i don't see him as like a lady uh, i don't know he would be a, he's great in comedy he's great in drama roles he's good but like can you see him as a love interest yes yeah no doubt. How do you not see him as a love interest? Like Ryan Reynolds. His love interest. So it's Bill Hader and Ryan Reynolds. One of them knows the other one's dying. Uh-huh. So you can throw in comedy aspects as the one person just tries to make sure the person has like the best and most fun life. Yeah, but they fall in love. Cause, you yeah, know. you get the whole thing. You get from when they met from when they fall in love. To the end where everyone, the end of the movie where it's all sad. And it's just, you don't even need to do time travel, just one knows it's going to meet someone and they're going to die at this exact moment. I mean, I'd probably watch it. So, there we go. But I'd watch most rom-coms. <laughs> what about you? What would What kind of movie would you make? What movie? I have two things Okay. that I would do for a movie. Uh, one was do the superhero thing. Um, of course. I've kind of mentioned this idea before to you, like probably like months ago, and I even tried to like even write about it a little bit. But I just kind of, I would do a movie where it is centered around a cop that works in a city that just has too many superheroes. Mm-hmm. Just it almost makes like cops being like kind of pointless with how many superheroes there are. But he has to keep trying to enforce the law to keep his job. But he can't do that when every time he turns around, the superhero solving the crime. Yeah. You turn around, there's already superheroes saving a dog from a tree. Yeah. So I would do something like that, which would be like a narration of how there's like too, many, too much superhero stuff in the media, blah, 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 and just something simple, something like that, just how would mm-hmm. he win? Like, you know, does he snap and try to kill superheroes so there'd be less superheroes, take his job, or, you know, does he just try to coexist with superheroes? But, yeah, I think that would be an interesting premise where 
someone, just a regular cop. Because you watch yeah. these movies and it's almost like, why is there even cops when there's like a Superman texting the whole place anyway? Yeah, so who would play the cop? Who would play the cop? Um, I don't know. Let's go with Logan Marshall Green. Who looks like Tom Hardy, but it's not Tom Hardy. Oh, he's the guy from... Upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. I would pick him. Okay. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, no, I feel like you'd want some, like, average-looking guy. Like a Kevin James. But no. not Kevin James. So I wouldn't want to be a comedy, though. Like, I wouldn't... I would put this movie more on the almost, like, darker side of, like, almost, like, not as grim as the boys, but that, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And then, like, yeah, you have, like, cops, and you got the bad guys, and how, like, they would deal with, like, how does cops deal with fighting someone that could shoot lasers out of their eyes, like a regular cop, and stuff like that. You just have a mirror. What if it doesn't work? I don't know, you die. Right? <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, my other idea is, been going around, I would do a thriller movie. Um, basically, what it would be, it would be about a guy with a podcast. It would be a, if he does like one of those like true crime things. Okay. Right. But he still he does one like on like a current like serial killer like he's still out and about. Blah blah blah. He's always there. Like he knows like like all the details of all the crime scenes. Whether from all we'll say he has like a bunch of connections, so he gets like he can like go to the crime scenes. Blah blah blah. So whatever. So he has like the most popular podcast because it's like the most pop like biggest story in the world right mm-hmm. now. For example, right. So he's all excited because he gets all the views, he gets all the, where all the, you know, all the fame for it, right? So then, what it would be, would be about, uh, at some point, he's, like, talking about the thing, and he has, like, an epiphany, and he realizes that there's, like, evidence that points out who is the serial killer, because he can't figure out who it is, right? He comes across, by, like, one episode, he's, like, talking, recording, and he goes, wait a minute, hey... And then throughout his music, his episodes, he finds out who was the killer. So he yeah. helps the cops, tells the cops, cops arrest that guy, and the story. My thing would be, um, the story continues mm-hmm. by him not having, like, he he tries to do other podcasts, like, true crime stuff, and he just isn't getting the same fame he's doing anymore. Yeah. So what he starts doing is crimes himself murders himself yeah in the same vein as the original guy so he makes it to like that this the killer still out there so then that therefore he has something to talk about mm-hmm. and he starts getting the fame again so on and so forth yeah so that that would be my number one if i had to make a movie right now that would be the one that i would do so that that's that would be my elevator pitch give me someone from hollywood that would be it. Right okay, there, if right there's there. anybody from Hollywood listening, give Dennis, give Dennis his five minutes. Yeah. So, um, who would? So yes, yeah, so he asked like, who would I cast as the main guy in the other fictional made-up movie? Yeah. Um, this one, I would do. Um, who would I pick? It's like. Kind of one of the serious. Th- I would Jake Gyllenhaal. I he, knew you were gonna say would that. Be the best person for it because he's like the guy who. Because well, one I've seen Nightcrawler and that would basically oh, that movie's basically about a guy who would just like do anything to get like the perfect like news shot and like he would like tamper up evidence and all that. Mm-hmm. So he could play a guy who's like trying to who's committing murders to make people think someone else is murdering someone. Uh huh. And then of. you did like Ambulance, and that movie was like. Yeah. All him. Not ambulance, sorry. The, uh... Oh, God, the one that he's the dispatcher. Uh-huh. The guilty. Yeah. And I know you really like that one, and that's all just him talking. And for recency bias, you get Brett Goldstein yeah. to be the cop who's now tracing who he helps, and then it's eventually now following him. So, because Brett Goldstein is a gem. Oh my God, give Brett Goldstein to me. He's going to be in my rom-com too. So. I don't know where, but he's going to be in it. He can be the the best friend that's like 
There. Done. And, like, Make a great best then, like, He's like, you know, they try to set him up with like someone who's like complete opposite of him. And then at the end, it's like, oh, they got together the entire time. There's like seeing like making out there like the end of the montage or whatever. Yeah. And he has no interest in like uh, the chicky from. <laughs> I don't know. She's in Superstore. She plays uh, Kelly. That squeaky little lady. Oh, yeah. I don't know the actress's name, but right? yeah. You get her to be interested in Brett Goldstein. And just at the end, you find out that they're just, they're just like kissing away. And it's like, oh, this is the complete opposite. I was going to say Juno Temple, because that's basically what Roy Kenton. Yeah. Uh, Healy are. Yeah. Show, but, you know. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to say to the fans? As we wrap up this episode of Real Drinks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dennis, for having me. Anytime. We we had a blast, I think. I hope so. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Did you have fun? I had a grand old time. Okay. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we will get you all next time. Cheers. Cheers.